You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's News podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here to talk about Thursday's matchup between the Giants and the Washington football team. And here to help me do that is the Dean of Washington, D.C. area sports writers, which simply means that, that we're both getting old. It's Rick Snyder. How you doing, Rick? It's been a while since you and I chatted. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, survived a health crisis. I'm still here and, uh, you know, I'm doing better than the Washington football team did. Well, at least, uh, you know, neither the Washington football team nor the Giants did uh, did did very well in their in their season openers, both 0-1 heading into uh, heading into Thursday night. Washington, of course, going to be uh, going to be using a different quarterback Thursday night than, than they opened with Sunday afternoon. And, and I saw your your video the other day on, on Rick Snyder's Washington, the, the YouTube channel. And I know that uh, that that you had kind of wanted wanted Washington to draft the quarterback. So so here we are. Just you know, thoughts on on Taylor Heineke and the Washington Football Team quarterback situation. Well, Washington spent ten million dollars on Ryan Fitzpatrick, I and mean, they got twenty minutes out of him. That's about what your pay rate is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> and he's he's now got a hip subluxation, and the only real treatment of that is rest. He went on IR for three weeks, but Rivera doesn't really like to talk about this. But hip subluxation usually takes at least six to eight weeks. That's for a normal person, not somebody having 300-pound men jump at him. So I think – I don't know if Ryan plays again unless they're just desperate again like they were last year with Alex Smith. I don't think he plays again. And, and you don't want him to play again because you want Taylor Heineke to earn the job. He was supposed to be a competition in camp. It never was. Um, I thought Fitzpatrick looked very mediocre in camp and Heineke looked um, kind of about the same. But the thing about Heineke is he's a baller. When you turn the lights on, he plays his best. He's not that good at one o'clock on Wednesday for some reason. I've seen a few guys like this, uh, like Mark Rippon, who won a Super Bowl. He really wasn't a daily practice guy. He was great in games. And that's what Heineke will be. So, you know, Kirk Cousins, he couldn't win a night game and save his soul here. Not yeah, a lot of bad teams around, but you know. So I think Heineke, you're going to see a better quarterback than you might envision. Um, he's better at medium range passes. Very smart, very agile, which they're going to need because this offensive line didn't do a very good job first time out. Uh, and I, I think it's actually a change for the positive. 
They should have drafted a quarterback instead of a linebacker they took. But Rivera wanted that last piece of his 85 Bears. And the guy has been slow to develop. That doesn't mean he won't, but slow to develop. Should have gone up in the draft a little bit for a quarterback because if you think you're going to be decent this year and you go, well, draft one next year, you're still paying the heavy price to move up. You should have done it this year when the team wasn't as good, and then you would have had a year of experience. And you could have gotten, you know, uh, maybe the guy went to Justin Fields, maybe you could have gotten to Mac Jones first, and would not paid as much as you would have for the first couple guys. So I think they, I think they blew it. I think Rivera looked at the wrong direction. And, and the guy that you mentioned, the first pick that uh, that Washington made was linebacker Jamin Davis. Um, so just just talk about Davis. Talk about the the Washington uh, you know rookie class to to uh, to date. Yeah, I thought the rookie class was going to be good. Man, they got spanked in the opener badly. Uh, Jamin Davis has looked very slow to react, and part, Rivera said part of that is he played in the SEC at Kentucky. And he faced all quarterbacks in the gun and not under center. He wasn't used to seeing that. Now, I don't know how much validity that all is, but it's something to think about. Um, they consider him a smart player. They wanted him to call signals. He's very quick sideline to sideline. But, man, he's been invisible in preseason and the first game. Just I don't know where he is. I thought they had two linebackers, not three. Uh, Benjamin St. Just, they were very promising uh, corner. He's only spoken English for a few years. He's out of Canada. And kind of strange. Played some in college. Looked really good in the preseason. Man, they they identified him right away uh, with the Chargers and just destroyed him one-on-one coverage. They got to figure that out real quick. Um, trying to even think, oh, Sam Cosme, who was the right tackle, had a very lackluster day against a really good end. So I, he'll get better. I think that's a decent second-round pick. Uh, but overall, they didn't get anything like they thought they would out of the rookies. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, it's a it's such an up and down NFC East. I mean, jeepers! The 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 Philadelphia Eagles are the only team that yeah. won a game over the weekend, yeah. and and I don't think anybody saw that coming. Yeah, the Eagles in first place. Who saw that? You no, know? definitely, I mean, definitely I not the, me. The Cowboys look good in their loss. I'll say that they looked a lot better than I thought they would. Um, and I've always said I thought if Washington didn't win a division, it'd be the Giants because uh, I think it's a good young team moving up. Uh, but it's still, I don't know, 10 wins may win the division. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, my, my thought about Dallas is, you know, they looked good, but they lost. And somehow, you know, you have you've watched Dallas long enough and and studied the NFC East long enough somehow in the end the Dallas Cowboys never managed to equal the sum of their parts. Somehow they always managed to underachieve. And, and, and when it comes to Dallas, I'll believe it when I see it. First rule of life, don't give Brady 90 seconds and need a field goal. <laughs> was, I was like, oh, you made the guy mad now. He's in boom. But, you know, Dallas is always overrated because their fan base is so big and intense. They go to Vegas. They always bet them to win. It's sort of like I used to cover ACC basketball, and the annual meeting would be in Carolina, and everybody media-wise voted on the preseason polls. Well, every Carolina guy with a pen wrote down, you know, Duke or Carolina, even if they weren't deserving of it, because that's how the poll goes. And the odds will always go with Cowboys. They're always overrated. They haven't won a Super Bowl since 95. I mean, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I think they're a decent team. 
Um, but I don't think they're any superstar. I don't see them in the playoffs uh, or in the Super Bowl, rather. So let, let's talk about let's talk about Thursday night. How do you see uh, Thursday night's game unfolding? I mean, the Giants were very disappointing Sunday against Denver. 13 points, including a touchdown uh, on the last play of the game. So really only seven points that mattered, not their best defensive effort either. Um, you really, you know, from my side of it, you really want to be optimistic about the Giants, but they're at a point already where it's like, show me something. So I I'm just curious, you know, how, how you see Thursday night. Big game for Washington, especially because their first two games are at home. So you start 0-2 at home with a division loss, man, that's an uphill battle. The only interesting point for Washington, I haven't looked at the other division teams, Washington's last five games are NFC East opponents. It's like they made the schedule and forgot to do the division. Because you know, they go Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, Giants. So if they're only 5-7, and seven, I forget what the 17 game schedule now. Five, seven, they have five division games that they can somehow crawl back in. Uh, and they may be that because they play, you know, in the meanwhile, they'll play Green Bay, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, you know, the first place schedule. So they've got to win this game. If they don't, it's a big haul up. I think the defense has matted itself because it played awful. I mean, the Chargers are a good team and Herbert's a good quarterback. Um, but their defensive line that everyone raved about for, you know, read its press clippings too much because they didn't do anything. They didn't generate any pass rush uh, on this. And their secondary, without a pass rush, their secondary is vulnerable like everybody's. I, I was disappointed with William Jackson and St. Juice and all. They, they didn't play anything. So they, I think the defense is going to be angry enough to go really pressure. That said, when people say, well, Daniel Jones isn't that good, all I know is he's 5-0 and against Washington lately. You know, he turned into Brady here. I don't know what it is, but you can't disrespect the guy for that, you know, with 5-0. and So I think they're expecting Jones to carry it because I see Saquon really didn't do a whole lot this first one. Should he even be playing at this point? Uh, you know, I don't think they're worried about that as much. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think the Giants, they, they won't say it at this point, but they're – they're limiting Saquon's touches at this point. He didn't look all that explosive on, on Sunday against Denver. You know, he's, he's healthy enough to play, but I don't think he's Saquon Barkley quite yet. You know, and I'm not sure when, you know, I'm not sure when we're going to see that version of Saquon. You know, you, you talked about Daniel Jones a little bit, but I'm, I'm curious because I always like to get, you know, perspective from the other side. I mean, I spent so much time focused on the Giants and sort of tunneled in on, on what they are and what, you know, what we think of the Giants here. What's the outside perspective in, in your view on, on the Giants this year? I think most people I've talked to expect a better team, like a nine win, uh, a team that in the East could be champ. You know, Washington won division last year with seven wins. So nine this year, given an extra game too. I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants were in it. Um, most people think their offense is pretty decent, especially when Barkley gets back. People don't respect Jones as much. I don't know why. You know, I don't see all your games, but all I see are the ones he wins <laughs> on there. So, you know, I think nobody – I'm surprised Washington's a four-point favorite. 
um, man, I, after they didn't do much either offensively and a change of quarterback, um, I guess that speaks to the Giants defense maybe, but I, I think, I think it's a good, good competitive game as the series always has been. It's so interesting because it's, it's week two. And as you said, you know, it's a, it's a game that, that Washington really needs to win. It's a game the Giants need to win too. Um, you know, we've talked about it a lot on my website. The Giants have started 0-2 or worse in seven of the last eight years. Wow. This, yeah. is, this is the second year with Joe Judge. They started 0-5 last year. They just can't, they just can't go down this road again of 0-2, 0-3. Let's get better as the season goes along and let's play a whole lot of of games where we look better the last four or five weeks of the season, but they don't mean anything. So believe it or not, we're five days in, we'll be five days into the season for both of these teams on Thursday night. And this shapes up as a huge game. Yeah. Coaches will always deny it's a big game because, Hey, there's still 15 left, but Owen two is a big hole uh, on there. And, especially for Washington with the being two home games. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's ever too soon to win uh, on this. And if Washington can get one and one, I mean, then they got to go to Buffalo. Then they're playing Kansas City. Then they're playing Denver. Then they're playing Green Bay. You know, you don't want to be 0-5 or something like that. They've done 0-5 a couple years ago. Uh, they, were, they were uphill last year. They had to finish strong 5-2. and two. Uh, It's funny how teams will do that. Sometimes I think it's like coaching saving you know, when you stink all year and then you finish well and then the coach can go to the owner and go, well, you know, look, we finished well. And, you know, there's optimism. You know, as you said, outside uh, views on the Giants, the one thing that I often hear is people just don't think Judge is a very good coach. Um, and people, you know, ever look at him that way. That That's interesting. I mean, at this point, I think you know, John Mara, Giants co-owner, says he sold on Joe Judge. The players seem to be all in with Judge, even though, you know, he's he, he does some some old school things that make people from outside scratch their heads. But it's it it's like a lot of other things. It's like you, you have to win at some point. And I, I was curious about, you know, Judge talks a lot about and he said something the other day. He said, well, we look at at September as sort of a pre as an extension of the preseason. And we're still kind of trying to figure out what we are. And that bothered me a little bit because it's like the games count, you know, it doesn't, if you, if you're still trying to figure out what you are and you lose all your games in September, it doesn't really matter if you get better later in the season and I'm curious if you have a take on on whether you know Ron Rivera kind of looks at it similarly or or how he treats these early season games in his mind well to me anybody who doesn't take September seriously is stupid because you dig the hole that you're getting out of the rest of the year if you want to know what your team is play your starters more in the preseason games that's what they're supposedly for instead of the fraud that they've become on public people pay good money to see nothing and that's really stupid. You need to get your players ready. And you got to be ready day one. You can't say, we'll figure it out. Screw that. you got to start winning now, man. You think Belichick's waiting for October? Hell no. 
So that's a that shows a defeatist attitude, in my opinion. Rivera is pretty much gearing toward week one. His third preseason game, he was running uh, a game day week for the Chargers. You know, they weren't even worried about the third game they had against Baltimore. But um, they were already trying to game plan for the regular season. So he's he's ready to go. I mean, unfortunately, the defense came out and the Chargers just ran down the field on them. And they were like, wait a minute, the game started, right? I mean, it's one of those things in their, mm-hmm. in their offense looked terribly planned. I was I gave the coaches an F. I thought they failed all the way around in this team. Uh, so hopefully they'll get better. But such a quick turnaround, all you can really do, they've been working on the Giants game plan in August also uh, because they knew that quick turnaround you had to go. The good part is with a bye before the regular season like they did this year, people are fresh. So they can turn around in this quick four games. This is probably the best game to do it in all year. You're the freshest you'll be all year. So the players were okay. They only had two guys, Fitzpatrick, who's out. And Gibson, the running back, has a shoulder. I'm not sure how bad it is. I don't think that badly. Um, and otherwise, they're good. So it's a good turnaround game for you on a Thursday if you got to play one. Yeah, I hate these Thursday games. But, uh, but you make a good point that they did have two weeks between the final preseason game. And, and, and you know, Giants starters only played, you know, a half of that preseason game anyway. So they should be, you know, pretty fresh. So just let, let's close it with this, Rick. What, what are your thoughts on how Thursday's going to, going to turn out? If Washington's going to win it, what are they going to need to do? And if the Giants are going to win it, um, what's that going to look like? Well, I think first off, the, they only had 45,000 or so for the first game. That Washington fans are still sitting out. They don't believe on things. They're upset with owners, all that stuff. And I think there'll be a crowd of like 55,000. And I would say two thirds will be Giants fans, uh, as it has been in recent years. Um, 5% of people who live in Washington itself are from New York. Big, big group came down after 9 11. Um, so we have lots of Giants fans down here. They're going to control the stadium more than home team will. It's an interesting angle. Uh, I think last year, Washington maybe had the home advantage once on fans. Well, not last year, the year before. Um, so the crowds not an impact on this. I picked the Giants to win a low-scoring game. I go the under. I'm going to go with the under on Washington until they beat it uh, every time. <laughs> We're now talking about gambling openly now since mm-hmm. the NFL is making money on it. Uh, I expect to go under. I think it's 42. And Washington giving four is crazy, uh, I think. It should have been like a pick or something like that. Uh, and I, I think Washington's defense will play better. I think it's going to be like a 2017 kind of game. But I'm not sure Washington's offense is ready to go. I mean, they scored no touchdowns in the preseason with the first group. Now, you know, they they scored one against the Chargers. Um, So I can't think they're going to be, you know, titans of everything. Um, So I I expect, you know, kind of a quiet game in a way, not a lot of scoring. I don't know. I think we need some excitement to keep us old people awake for Thursday night. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be – Night games, man. They they kind of get you. We had a preseason game at six o'clock. I'd never seen that. You know, the NFL schedules stuff all the time now. Yeah, the the Giants, the Giants had one of those too. I think it was the week three game. And I was like, what this is a weird, weird time to play a football game. Yeah, but we got to bed before the crack of dawn, you know. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll 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 take that without a doubt. Hey, before I let you go, I know you've uh you you've got your, your hands in a lot of in a lot of pies these days, doing a lot of different things. Why don't uh, you just tell folks where they can uh, where they can find your work and and all that stuff? 
But if you go to Rick Snyder's Washington on YouTube, and I'm on Twitter and all that, uh, not on TikTok yet, I can't dance. But, uh, you know, basically I talk two-minute videos, and I tell you what's going on in two minutes. I also do some of the history because I'm a tour guide. If you want to come to Washington, I can take you around and explain the Lincoln Memorial to you. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do a little bit of history videos. People love uh, that as much. They're only two minutes. So people love that, too, uh, on there. And so I do that. I write for 106.7 The Fan uh, here in Washington, the radio station. Um, pandemic took a lot of my clients away, like a lot of people did. Uh, so I'm kind of finishing out. I've been doing this 43 years. This, this might be my last season. Um, we'll see. And uh, otherwise, you know, I'm just kind of always out there on social media. I don't know. I don't think I don't think you and I will ever be on TikTok, Rick. But, you know, we've we've known each other for a long time. And yeah, I, I never thought we'd be we'd be doing podcasts and, and YouTube and, and all of that kind of stuff. But it's it's yeah. a changing it's a changing media world out there. Listen, a friend of mine has a daughter on TikTok or Sunday night. She she does reviews on these new cookies that come out every week. She got over 100,000 views again last week. She makes a couple grand a month from TikTok. I got to figure this out. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, you, you and me both. All right, Rick. Thank you very, very much. Hopefully we will uh, we'll talk to you again later in the season. All right, Giants fans, thank you very, very much for listening. Please remember to uh, stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.